Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And we're here. New intro. Same the Denver Sports Podcast. And man, are we hyped for some college football on the set. We are also hyped, as always, to get some Super duper deals on our presenting sponsor, Breck Mountain Beach, here at the DMVR. Hell yeah. Come through. That's our sour guy, Schwan man. Come through to the DMVR bar where you can find Megan and Rudo doing a live pod from the bar. It's been awesome doing these live from the bar every Friday. Come through and check it out. It's here, boys. Thank you. First God. off, who are the boys? Justin Michael, DMVR Rams, wearing a White Sox hat on the day the Rockies play the White Sox. Crazy, huh? Where do your allegiances lie in terms of Denver come sports, on, Justin? Come on, Justin. I, I just want to have some self-respect and <laughs> dignity when I walk out the door. So, you know, I, I've been a Rockies guy my whole life. I'm a Rockies fan. But we got, we got friends out in Chicago. I'm supporting the brand. That's true. That's true. <laughs> That's <just> true. <laughs> Amazingly, the Rockies are favored tonight. Um, and you know, he, I, I worry that Justin's forced into positioning himself as heel here because everyone's buzzing about Jake Schwanitz and the buffs going into the season. I mean, about the buffs, you cover the buffs. That's my way. I'm to just along for the ride. Brother. That's right. How are you doing? My friend? <laughs> I'm fantastic. We just had a banger buff show. Um, some interesting stuff coming up tomorrow in terms of our content. So stay tuned. That's a hell of a teaser right there. I love it. Um, yeah, check out all these guys' stuff on the website, ddmvr.com, on the YouTube channel, not just the live shows they're doing or the exclusive interviews or what have you. Check out all the videos they are getting from right there at training camp in Fort Collins, in Boulder. I'm biased, but I don't think anyone does it better than us. And I am hype for some college football insane college football offseason it's already insane because we're in a different year of nil and transfers and recruiting and everything but as if that wasn't enough we got a little bonus uh in the news cycle which was all the realignment jake you can catch people <laughs> up on what has happened within the last month that has really like shifted the core of kind of the college football landscape and then, J. Mike, I mean, no one better to talk about what maybe the next steps are and how your Rams might be involved in it all. Um, I mean, where to start, man? This started, I guess, about a year and a half ago, a year ago, when Texas and Oklahoma left the Big 12. Um, of course, the Big 12 was put in a pretty bad place at the time, but they ended up rallying. They added four teams that are starting this year. And then CU was heavily linked going back to when those four teams officially joined. CU finally, after months and months of speculation, joins the Big 12. Uh, three other teams from the Pac-12 have joined. The Pac-12 is now the Pac-4 on the verge of collapse. Crazy. That's about where we're at right now. It's uh, the restructuring of college football, as I call it. Yeah, pretty succinct. And it, Justin, it kind of feels like we've moved from a Power 5 to a Power 4 pending 
a lot. Uh, we had George W. Bush and Condoleezza Rice in the <laughs> news cycle, which it wouldn't be August in college football if names like that weren't being tossed around. Uh, so, yeah, what do you see as the next steps in all this? Because it's uh, 24 promises to be like. Yeah, man. I mean, the future is still very much in flux. I just I keep laughing at like it just. George W. Got to talk to you about SMU. <laughs> Get her in a power conference. That's um, right. That's but right. I, honestly, I feel like we're heading more and more towards a power two anyways. I would say the Big 12 did a really good job of finding stability during a very turbulent time and kind of ironically killing the Pac-12 when the Pac-12 had kind of, you know, held their chest out and, you know, they were too good for the Big 12 when the Big 12 reached out to them about, you know, potentially coming together when... When Texas and Oklahoma left and all this has just played out really weirdly as far as what happens it's a great next, read. as far as, you know, how CSU potentially factors into this, it all really kind of comes down to what happens with Stanford. If Stanford and Cal get into the ACC, then I imagine Oregon State and Washington State end up in the Mountain West, which would strengthen the Mountain West as a league. Um, CSU, I think you're hoping that the Pac-4 stayed together and, try and rebuild basically by adding you know smu a couple of the top american schools a couple of the top mountain west schools still probably would not be viewed as a power five conference in the way that we used to have the power five but we don't even really have that now anyways and and it's just kind of a it's a weird spot you know as a csu guy i don't want to see any more rivalries die that's been my biggest gripe in all this is just abandoning all the history the thought of csu and wyoming potentially not being in the same league you know they've been playing since yeah. the 1800s like that feels wrong in every sense to me but also you can't you know turn your nose up or you can't turn your back on potentially getting into a better league just because wyoming wouldn't necessarily be a part of it it's a really weird time right uh, but good for content Great for content. Great for people like me who love a good, like, wildly speculative conversation where it's hard to really know what's going to happen. Though, of course, from those conversations come things like, it had been a while we were saying, well, it feels like the four corner schools may be destined for the Big 12. And, uh, you know, that Oregon and Washington to the Big 10 might make a lot of sense. Uh, and, you know, the other thing is, like, how much is conference... Allegiance going to really matter. We're going to have a 12-team playoff in 2024. So those auto bids certainly matter. Mm -hmm. But, like, you look at how the Big Ten is unfolding now, it's almost like they they just acquired the Pac-12's IP. We're just, yeah, we're, we're bringing, it's the Big Ten's bringing you the Pac-12. But, like, essentially you just added another conference. You didn't really integrate them into your conference. It's just going to feel like... The West Big Ten, which is really like what we used to call the Pac-12. Yes. You know, like, and once we rebrand all of these anyways, is any of this going to matter? I don't think so. Um, but it is to go back to what you were saying about how they just took the Big Ten, just took the Pac-12's IP. Even when USC and UCLA was announced to be going to the Big Ten, everyone was just like, I, we see the vision, but it doesn't really make sense unless you have more Pacific Coast teams. Because why would Penn State or Michigan go across the country for not even football, like volleyball, soccer, whatever it is, and just to hang out there for like a day and then now you have almost the same flight back. It's like four hours at least. 
Um, it just doesn't, from a logistics standpoint, doesn't really work out. So the fact that they added Oregon and Washington wasn't really a surprise. It was kind of inevitable, but it's like you're basically just taking the Pac-12 for what it was now. May as well play the championship in L.A. at the Rose Bowl, bro. I know. Kind of feels kind of feels crazy right now. Yes. And how the other sports are impacted is another like subplot in this that mm-hmm. we probably don't talk about enough. But there are some rich rivalries in like baseball, volleyball, right. uh, soccer, track and field that are being impacted and kind of being lost forever. And mm-hmm. aside from those niche communities, we're not even talking about it. Uh how does this really change next season is the other thing. Because most of the show, we are going to talk about what should be a really exciting 2023 season for both programs here locally. But it does feel like this weird realignment's going to hang over the entire year. And it feels like it's not really done until we at least find a home for the Pac-4 at present. Yeah, I mean, I think that's probably what it comes down to is when does this get resolved and if they get into the ACC, that probably could happen fairly soon. If they don't, it'll probably be a thing all year where the Pac-12 is exploring all their Pac-4, whatever you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're exploring all their options. And, I mean, there's college football playoff shares. There's NCAA tournament shares at stake. There's a lot of financial incentive for Stanford and Cal to keep that Pac branding so long as, you know, who knows what could happen behind the scenes with lawyers and all that. I mean... I have no idea if the media companies can then come in and be like, actually, you're not entitled to that anymore. Like, I'm, it's going to be right. a mess behind the scenes, right. and it's going to be a whole lot of things that really don't have anything to do with, you know, the quality of the athletics being played, the teams themselves. It's, I don't know. It, it's disheartening in some ways. It makes a lot of sense. It's kind of the, the direction college football has been trending for quite some time. Yeah, I mean, it, it is. And, of course, I, I asked earlier, you know, like, what's does it really matter? It does matter for these schools and the kind of checks they're bringing uh, home at the end of the day based on what conference it says right. they're aligned to. That is ultimately, and that's something you uh, put together right there. It's going to be interesting. It's impossible to predict. And all I know is enjoy this 2023 season. Because it's never going to be like this again. Yep. This is the last of what we know of college football in this construct and everything. The setting, yeah. uh, the bowls, the tie-ins. Right. Um, I mean, even the tie- I think last year was the last Rose Bowl of the Pac-12 Big Ten. It's in the college football playoff now. Right. So it's not even we're not even getting that anymore this season. It's all just changing. Better work. It, yeah. it better work because you're throwing That's out a right. lot of history, a lot of tradition, a lot of things that people love about this sport basically for a few dollars. And I don't know. I think there's a lot to be excited about when you think about some of these big time matchups. I think there's also a lot to be skeptical about when you think of the, am I really going to tune into Iowa UCLA? Is that more intriguing to me than a regional matchup? And then I don't, the cable money, like, is this going to be able to sustain? We'll see. It's It's a really weird time, but College football was probably due for a shakeup because it, it had gotten a little stale in terms of, you know, it's going to be Clemson, Georgia, Alabama, and Ohio State. And we still have that to an extent, but at least there's a little more hope for, you know, some of these teams. CU is probably a, a really good example of a team that feels like they have a lot more, you know, hope, a, a chance of being in the conversation moving forward than they right. did in this current iteration. 
Yeah, and I mean, the other thing I don't think we really have an answer is what does, you know, it better work, you say. What does it working look like? You know, and that's the thing. We don't even have a governing body. I don't, I don't think there's any one person that could give you a single, right? So we don't even know what ultimate objective we're working towards. I think for guys like us, this working would mean more parity. It sure. would mean more teams that can, like, the worst thing about this four-team playoff to me, and I think we've talked about it through the years on the draft pod, is last couple years really felt like outside of those six programs, Bama, Clemson, Ohio State, Georgia. Notre Dame, let's throw Georgia and, uh, you know, Michigan in there, LSU maybe. Yes. Side of that shortlist, it really felt like you didn't even have a shot at, you know, the playoffs, let alone a national championship. Well, and it's devalued the New Year's Six Bowls, which, you know, right. being a college football purist, well, yeah, I mean, that's a whole Or a draft thing. guy. But yeah. when people are choosing to sit out of the Fiesta Bowl, right? like, it's, it's a little bit. Like, oh, it's insane. When, when a, you know, if you're a projected first, second round pick and you don't want to play in the Idaho Potato Bowl, I kind of get it. But yeah. as somebody yep. that yep. grew up watching, you know, the, the big ones, the Sugar Bowl, the Fiesta Bowl, that meant something. And I know mm -hmm. it's not a national championship, but getting an opportunity to play in that meant something. We're seeing to a lot of guys that it doesn't mean a whole lot. And it, if nothing else, by having this 12-team playoff, you make it so that there's, there's some value to, you know, being in some of these other games. Oh, well, even, right. dude, the playoffs games have been terrible. Like, a lot you, of you them. You talk about parity. Teams are getting blown out in these There's games. There's one stinker per year. Yes. Like, sometimes God, all we have yet terrible. to have a playoff where it was like every single matchup was right. great. Right. right. Last year, we got it in the semis. Two great semis and then just and a then stinker of a Probably national. the worst natty we've had since My this lifetime. format. Yeah. <laughs> in Justin's lifetime. That's saying something... It's also saying something, J. Mike, if we could extend your lifetime by getting you both convenient and healthy meals that fit your lifestyle and your diet. Ah, you thought we were still talking ball, I did. bro. I, I got did. you. I saw that smirk on, on Sean Man's well face. Done. Well done. Factor meal kits are here, and they are changing our lives. I don't know about you, but it's really become basically impossible. They're delicious. Right. And, and I mean, I, I cannot do something other than that. Planning out meals, grocery shopping, then half my groceries, which I spent gajillions of dollars on, have gone bad by now. And it just, you know, it throws everything off. And then I'm going and ordering in or I'm spending a gajillion dollars on uh, some stupid app for delivery. <laughs> or I'm eating like garbage because it was quick and I could get it in a drive through Factor Meal Kit fixes all of that. And I'm so jealous. I haven't tried them yet of these like oh, add-ons, including breakfast, the apple cinnamon pancake, bacon and cheddar, Ooh. egg bites, potato bacon and egg breakfast skillet. I'm seeing these shakes people are getting. Like, what is going the smoothies, on? Yeah. <laughs> Get some Factor Meal Kit in your life right now and... I mean, you can set out like two weeks worth. You get 50% off when you use our code DMVR50 right now. It's a great deal. Head to factormeals.com slash DMVR50 and use that code. Again, it's DMVR50 to get 50% off. It's code DMVR50 at factormeals, with an S, dot com slash DMVR50 to get 50% off.
it's incredible, man. I can't I can't say enough about the convenience um, that they bring, and then game time tickets. You guys know events around town, college football in the air, Broncos back uh, soon enough, Rockies never been cheaper, Rapids back in action. You want some live sports? Game time has you covered with the best deals out there. Um, Coors Field's still the best like outdoor place to have a a beer in denver I best mean, park in town yeah. yeah best park in town absolutely uh can't beat it right now you can watch the rockies in a series where they are favored against j mike's white socks for just 23 <laughs> can't name the single dollars player my white socks. <laughs> i uh i was rocking a Cy cease uh i forget dylan cease chase was a Cy Young candidate for them last year. I think maybe you got Tommy John and is on the team right now. Find out at game time where our game of the week is. Rockies taking on the White Sox. And all you have to do is go download the game time app, create a new account, and use that code DMBR. You're going to get $20 off your first purchase. Boom, right off the bat. That's basically free PIDS tickets, basically free Rockies tickets. Or you're able to make a dent and what might be a little more expensive football tickets as you're getting ready for the fall if you love ball like we do here. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code DMVR for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. And check out our game of the week at Coors Field tonight. Okay, camp report. You guys are on that grind nonstop. What's been the theme of Buffs camp? (laughs) Jake, there's been a lot of them. Yeah, um, they're kind of an overarching common theme. The main takeaway I have so far is obviously Sh- it is Coach Prime's first year. Yes, so that's, of course, that's a big part. Right, of all I mean, this, yeah. yeah, there's a lot going on, but Shador is as advertised. He Shador is, Sanders, Coach yes. Prime's son, and highly touted quarterback and recruit. Yes, the buzz at camp is uh, impressive. Huh? He just has put together. 14 strong days now every single day of camp he's looked sharp in the summer looked sharp in the spring and this wide receiving core is starting to meet him at his level and it's just making for very explosive days charles kelly said after the defensive coordinator at cu said after last saturday's scrimmage uh kind of addressing the team talking to everyone as a whole that they have a chance to be really explosive on offense when your defensive coordinator is telling you that the guy comes from alabama from florida state he knows how to coach ball Man, watch out for this team offensively this season. Yeah. Best quarterback CU has had potentially since... Ever? Yeah. I mean, that's the upside <laughs> yes. there, right? I guess the since would be Cephalufel probably mid, uh, right. mid-2010s. What's been the theme up in Fort Collins for in Jay Norvell's second year for this uh, Rams team, Justin? continuity probably is the biggest thing that they have going on just they kept their entire staff the majority of their leading contributors from this past season are back it looks like a real football team again i mean the the truth is like by the end of the year they were playing games with scholarship totals in the low 50s practice was insane they had three scholarship players healthy i think for uh the week 12 finale going into that new mexico matchup so just seeing the sheer amount of bodies that they have out there, they're a lot bigger. They're on average an inch taller at, at every single position, basically. Wow. So it's that's huge. It's huge. Yeah, they've 
they've got some big boys, especially when you look at like the secondary and stuff. It's it's very odd just having watched CSU over the years to see them have a pair of six foot plus corners. I'm like, oh, <laughs> pair yeah. of NFL prospects out there. It's <laughs> right. nice, um, but it's it's just a lot of you know cautious optimism. I think there's a lot of reason to believe this team can be better with more returning talent with better depth. Um, and frankly, I mean, last year was just a weird situation trying to blend a, a couple of locker rooms together and it didn't exactly work out, um, you know, for all the, the flack that, uh, Deion Sanders takes for, you know, kind of running some guys off there. There's something to be said about getting through that process a little bit faster and basically not wasting your time. Yep. Um, and that's a little bit harsh and I get that. And there, I'm not saying everybody that got ran off necessarily deserved it, but I, I guess I'm just saying if I could do things over with CSU, like there, maybe you don't invest some time and some guys that ultimately were going to leave in season anyways. Um, so it just feels good to have the locker room one have depth, but two have guys that are, you know, invested in the program that it just feels really good. The, the vibes are, they're clicking. Yeah, that's huge. It kind of feels like there's some sneaky like optimism up in Fort Collins that this yeah. team like maybe I don't know about underperformed last season, but you know, with some of the excitement coming in, with some of Jay Norvell and some of the talent he brought in, that maybe they underperformed a smidge and now I think are maybe being underrated for what could be, you know, yeah. year year two a bigger bounce back than maybe people are anticipating. I mean, I think you can make a pretty strong argument that they have four of the top 20 players in the Mountain West on their roster. And what a lot of these and Jack Howell, lists are you know, Tori yeah. Horton, Mohamed Kamara, and Chagose Anusium at corner. And I, I mean, there's some other really good players that you're not factoring in there. So I, I think there's a lot of reason to be excited. It, it all is going to come down to the trenches. I mean, they had the worst offensive line in the country statistically allowed basically five sacks a game. Oof. You know, their, their quarterbacks took a beating. Every single one of them that went out there took a beating, and it was really hard. They, they were inefficient. They were bad on third down. They were bad on the, in the red zone. But, I mean, as, so long as they're literally not the worst offensive line in the country, you would think <laughs> – that with Torrey that's, Horton back, with, you know, Clay Millen, who completed 72% of his passes. Yeah. You know, maybe we can put some points on the board this fall. And the Jay Norville offense. And, yeah, it's an air raid. I mean, it's an, it's an offense that he's had a lot of success with over the years. And I think he has the type of guys, when you look at the talent they have at wideout now, at tight end, they bring in Dallin Holker from BYU. He's going to be an all-conference type player he was able to you know have success at nevada with that similar talent romeo dubs tory horton i think very comparable guy who's really going to pop off for the packers this year by the way just saying fantasy draft, coming up your drafts draft coming up takes are having a great off season dtr going off oh, romeo bro. dubs the hype is unlimited like i my feed is just like oh yep justin about was right Tanner about McKee that yesterday oh yeah jake was Marte right about Mapu that with the pads dude ah no, no, our draft takes are having we know a ball. moment right now. <laughs> They're having a moment. Um, great transition. Best new additions to the program. You mentioned <laughs> Shadur. You have? Just give me like, the, if you're if you're telling like a, a a Broncos fan you met on the bar, don't ramble like I just did. on Saturday. Who would be like, hey, obviously you know about Shadur. 
This is the one guy to keep an eye on. Does Travis count then? I, I think it counts. Well, then I Travis. Mean, we have an audience that you know it's, might not all be your buffs audience. So Travis Hunter is going to be the guy at Colorado this year. He's going to play both ways. He's going to probably start at both positions, wide receiver and cornerback, and he is literally amazing. Like the way he is able to attack the football, his ball skills are off the charts. His athleticism is off the charts, and he's legitimately good at both positions. He will play both ways. Fair um, to say, even though coach play high level reps, eighty plus snaps a game, going to be able to play. That's what he says. We'll see. Crazy. <laughs> we'll see. Fair to say, Coach Prime has two sons on the roster, and yet mm-hmm. Travis Hunter is the one <laughs> who reminds us most yes. of Deion Sanders, he's, the primetime player. He's basically Coach Prime's adopted son anyway, too. Like that's Travis flipping last year from Florida State to Jackson State was monumental like we're gonna look back at that as that made waves around the nation that was the beginning of coach prime's era just as a football coach really Mm -hmm. uh that Mm -hmm. flip that's right uh next player yep you guys already know nicole and ephraim dylan edwards man this guy comes in as a true freshman he flipped from notre dame uh was the first commitment to coach prime after he was hired in this 2023 class and he is as advertised and more as coach prime said uh, he's an amazing kid, first off. Like, the maturity he has at 18 years old is unbelievable, but he's also lightning fast. He's breaking two to three long runs every day. Yeah. He's going to be an instant contributor for this team and could be really their X factor all season. Justin, you mentioned the theme is more continuity up in FOCO. Yeah. But I know there are a couple, you know, new names. College football, it's a different era, man. It's not like... Well, that's the thing, like... They do return about 15 starters, but basically every single one of those other starting roles will be filled by a transfer. I mean, they're going to have Dom Jones comes in from North Dakota State. He'll start at corner opposite of Chikose Anusium. You're starting running back Kobe Johnson, also going to be from North Dakota State. There's a potential that three former North Dakota State starters all start for CSU, depending on what happens uh, with defensive end Tony Pierce, who's also had a great camp. They're really deep at at D-line. but I think if, if you're just going to pinpoint one, and again, it's like we could look at all the transfers in the O-line. Those are all very, very important. I'm going to go Dallin Holker from BYU, the tight end, because I just think they had no options over the middle last year to a point where they're just doubling Torrey Horton over the top right. every single right. snap. And being able to attack up the seam again, having that safety outlet for the quarterback on you know third and short type situations, a, a guy who just has a a feel for the for the field around him that that's really been missing since trey mcbride so i'm, I'm really excited about dallin holker love that good tight end Got good tight end there, i've man. seen a few and i mean they're joel dreesen they've been on quite yeah, a few over the yeah, years that have yeah. come crockett through. uh trey obviously yeah. most recently um lightning fast record predictions mm, regular season yeah because I think they're going to make a bowl game. Oh, let's go. I'll go 7-5. Uh, and five. Nice. I like it. I will also go 7-5. and five. Um. <laughs> Hey, now. Rivaling 7-5s. and fives. That's great. Sign me up. I, more people should be wishing both programs go 7-5. and five. Yeah, I mean, it's... I shouldn't be the rare person who actually wants both these teams (laughs) to succeed. Future's bright, man. Future's bright. So bright you need your shady rays. That's right. Let's go. This guy knows ball. (laughs) 
Look, we're all Shady Rays guys. We're futures guys. We're football guys. We're draft guys, college football guys, and definitely Shady Rays guys. Yeah, we're like positive, looking forward to the future and what's going to go well. That's really like our theme. You wouldn't think, you saw us out and about in the real world. You wouldn't think it, but we are. We're just <laughs> positive guys who Depends love the Shady Rays. They're amazing, stylish frames. The variety they offer, those awesome lenses, which we need. You know, we're, we're sensitive guys with sensitive eyes. And, of course, nothing better than getting those designer quality shades at like a third of the price. And as if that wasn't good enough, use that code DMVR right there in the lower third of the show here. You're going to get 50% off two Boom. pairs. It's an insane deal. Um, I already have like five pairs, like only two of those were gifted to me you know i just love them i can't get enough also i mean in colorado Need what em. are you doing Need if em. you're not rocking shades exclusively for our listeners shady rays is giving you out our best deal of the season go to shadyrays.com use that code dmvr 50 percent off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses try it for yourself the shades that are rated five stars by over a quarter million people boom and of course Circle K, the place to stop on a road trip or maybe at the end of a long commute on a Friday like today, you know, get a little snack, get a little something that's going to take the edge off when we're stuck in that one section of highway where everyone's a complete idiot and nothing moves. Circle K like the has fine people you right. Of 120th Avenue, Trey. <laughs> they don't right. need your shots like that. Right. But if I go to Circle K before I hop on I-25 going to Fort Collins, you know, I'm I'm very less likely to want to pull over and get in a fight. Now, obviously, it'd be that's here. right. It really it is. does. You just got to get the candy. Feeling it's a true. lot better. It's true. I always have a backup nanner in my <laughs> Of course, you do. <laughs> oh, you have to. You have to. <laughs> Uh, what are your favorite Circle K snacks, boys? Ooh, I'm a big Sunflower Seeds guy, especially with football season coming up. Saturdays and Sundays, go-tos. Iced tea, too. I'm a Chex Mix guy. It's really true through. football shit guy. I love that. Good Chex Mix? We don't talk about Chex Mix at all. Underrated. It is underrated. It absolutely is underrated. That bold party mix? Ooh, Ooh that's savory. the way to go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now we're talking Circle K. Check them out. You know the spot. Tell them we sent you. Support them because we, they support us. <laughs> Other way around. Almost, almost said the reverse. Hit the like <laughs> button. Hit the like button. Yeah, there you go. Hit Do the it. like button and show us all Jake's reach. Um, <laughs> it's oh, it's true. It's true. It's not. A, that's not a slight. We all want to. We all want to partake in. Crush the success. like button for me then. That's right. Crush the crush the like button for Jake and the rest of us. Where do these quarterbacks rank in the rest of the conference? Clay Millen in the Mount West, Shadour Sanders in the Pac-12. Fun year for both conferences at quarterback. Let's start with uh, Clay in the Mount West. I think he'd be in the 3-4 range, depending on where you rank Doug Brumfield of UNLV. Uh, Chevin Cordero, <laughs> Offensive Player of the Year. I think he would be one. Taylor Green, Boise State. Coming off of a big year. But I think there's a good chance Taylor Green is viewed as one by the end of the year. I think there's a good chance that with a breakout year, Clay Millen has himself in the conversation, though. Um, he's kind of right below that first tier of quarterbacks, but with really high upside. 
I like that. I mean, God, it'd be great. The O line's improved. They've got a good tight end. Got the end. talent. You got Just best receiver in the league. Quick. Yeah. Ooh. Where could Shadur rank? Um, I mean, this conference is absolutely loaded at quarterback, but with reigning Heisman. Yes, of course. Um, Michael, Michael Penix, Penix, Bo Nix, yeah. Cam Rising's back again. Big Cam Apple Ward. Bo, as he's known. Cam Ward, yeah. Cam Incarnate Ward. DJU. Are we just going to name all the Pac-12 quarterbacks? Why right not? Now? Why not? We're in for it. Dante yeah. Moore. Yeah, there <laughs> you go. Going. There you go. Um, Who's the transfer UCLA signed? Uh, Colin, Colin Schley. He was Sean Lewis's quarterback at Kent State last year. Craziness. Um, I'm not going to put a ceiling on what Shador can do, honestly. Everyone's raved about this wide receiving core. T.O. came in and talked a lot about this receiving core this week. Uh, he's worked a lot with them. It's The sky's the limit for this offense, really. So he could go. he's going to be a top half of the Pac-12 quarterback at least. How high he goes remains to be seen, but um, he can compete with the best of them, I think. Two competent quarterbacks at the two D1 programs in Colorado. Can't be It's been true. a while. Yeah, pinch me. Cannot be true. Uh, we've talked a lot about the offense. What to expect from this Rams defense, Jamek? I think this is going to be the best CSU defense in at least a decade, if not like going back to Sonny Lubick. I yeah. mean, they have just absurd depth in the defensive line to a point where you have like nine, 10 guys you would feel okay about if they were playing consistent snaps. And the thing about Freddie Banks is he's going to rotate the hell out of them. It's, it's going to be a situation where, you know, you're not that you're not able to be out there on first and second down. That's fine. We'll get you in there in some pass rush situations. And it's just been, it's been a long time since CSU has been able to have that type of flexibility. Mm -hmm. Like they've had some high end talent in the DN positions over the years you know scott patchen had a nice yeah. run Shaq manny Barrett. jones Shaq Barrett. there have been a lot of guys that have come through it just hasn't been the depth you know and they're going to be able to go three deep at d-line you feel really good at corner and then i mean safety jack howell's a legitimate all-american candidate um it, it's really exciting i i do have a, a little bit of concern about the depth at linebacker the starters are, are really fine trey pastors a transfer from cal he'll be solid chase wilson a, a local kid who's kind of come up through the program these last couple years behind them we'll kind of see I'm, I'm a little hesitant there same thing on, on the offensive line but that starting defense is, is really exciting and i think if anything that's probably the biggest reason you feel good about this csu team is mm -hmm. that d's going to keep them in i mean they were in a brutal spot last year. The offense could not stay on the field. And in conference play with scholarship players in the low 50s, they're allowing 20 points a game. Right. Yeah, that's crazy. You mentioned Coach Kelly. Mm -hmm. What to expect from this Buffs defense? Well, Coach Kelly, he comes from FSU, Alabama. He's been a longtime college football coach. He's coached up um, Jalen Ramsey, uh, Derwin James, a lot of guys who are making a lot of money on Sundays these days. Yeah. Um, so he's the leader, but you know, to the front seven, it's very, it's actually very experienced with this team. They brought in a ton of grad transfers along the front seven. Um, guys like Shane Cokes are going to be manning down the interior defensive line. He's probably one of the leaders of this team, honestly. Coming into the season, you'd say their best pass rusher is definitely Jordan Dominic. Uh, came in from Arkansas. He played there one season last year. Spent the last four or five, I believe, at Georgia Tech. Um, just a guy that's consistently grown and gotten better. He's from the Florida area. Oh. Uh, he's going to fit in. Ty Jalston, he was one of the very first transfers that committed to Colorado. He's from West Virginia, another grad transfer. He's been coming on late, wasn't able to play in the spring. So 
They got speed on the second level. Uh, Demoy Kennedy's a former Alabama linebacker. Right. Mm-hmm. He suffered a season-ending injury uh, playing special teams last year for the Crimson Tide. He's been, by all accounts, one of the fastest players, regardless of position, on this team. So he's going to man that down. And then the secondary, it's Coach Prime's calling card. You know they're going to be solid. Travis Hunter's going to be there. Cormani's the big project. Um, I think if they had to line up and play a game tomorrow, he's not ready. Mm. But... He's coming along, and it's going to be, you know, it's his freshman year. Very top. few freshman corners are like week one. Exactly. All yeah. right, go take on, you know, Tory Horton. Right. So he's going to be a process to watch throughout the whole year. He's going to, he's getting tested, you know, trial by fire at yeah. camp right now. So uh, Shiloh's back there in the secondary, too. He's finally back after uh, kind of recovering from an ACL last season at JSU, so it wasn't really 100%. Now he's in the fold 100%. What's the, uh, what's the special teams approach going to be like? Is it, I'm just curious because Jay's talked. Jay Norvell has talked a lot about, you know, Tory's going to be back there returning puns. Jack mm-hmm. Howell's going to be a gunner on kickoff and punt. He's like, we're going to play our best oh, players yeah. on special teams. Same exact thing at Colorado. Yeah. They're playing. I think Cormani's on the kickoff team. They've got a lot of. I think they have some defensive starters on the kickoff team. I love um, that so much. Yeah, it's, one play can make or p- break a game. Like, why would you some... not have your? Be- why would you have somebody who may or may not be a liability if there's just a better athlete coming at you? And, yeah. Has there ever been a good football coach that was like, actually, spe- we're, we think special teams are overvalued. <laughs> right. We're gonna just like put our scrubs in and not yeah. really care. No. Urban Meyer's always like, no, my best players, they play special teams, they get the best gear. Yep. It's something Saban does. It's something right now, the Broncos returner, Marvin Mims, yeah. who is also slotted to be their third wide receiver mm-hmm. right now. Their starting slot is also gonna be the starting kick punt returner. That's what how Sean Payton runs his program too, right? Like yeah. it just makes sense. And when you have talent, why not plug it in? and have it make an impact on mm-hmm. special teams as well. Exactly. Dylan's um, going to be returning kicks, it sounds like. Um, they got a, one of the best punters from the ACC last year. He played at Louisville. His name is Mark Fissette. So he's Aussie. Apparently punted it like 80 yards the other day. Like He had like 16 over 50-plus last year. He punts at Aussie style? He like does, actually. Yeah, come, he's an Aussie punter through and through. Um, field goal kicking is going to be a bit interesting, situational. Mata is JSU's kicker last year. He'll be like your surefire guy, kind of under 45. And then after that, Jace Feely uh, comes in from ASU. He's got a leg, obviously, his dad, NFL kicker. So, yeah. I'm telling you, man, you guys want Buffs and Rams coverage. You better tune in to what these guys are talking about every single day. I feel good about myself just knowing all the names you're spitting at me. Yeah. I'm impressed that I'm, oh, yeah, Automat, I know him. Oh, yes, yeah, sir. Jack Howell, I know him. Yeah, the, the depth, I know, because the, you know, um, because it's, I mean, these guys are spitting. They're in it. They live it. They're covering it. Just like Bre- Breckenridge Brewery, they're in Let's it. Go. DMVR Bar, baby. Mountain Beach Sour, $6 at the bar. What a deal. Breck is what we sip on in the summer. It's been a hot one, boys. It's been a hot it's one. It's been getting up there recently, yeah. too. Yeah. You got to stay hydrated. Fun Slinger, good company, hard seltzer. You know, a little avalanche amber ale. I'm a lager guy myself. Peach wheat's fire. Dude, come mm-hmm. on. A little strawberry sky. Oh, yeah. Mom's Classic. in town. Been enjoying some Palisade peach. I mean, you just can't go wrong. Um, check out the beer locator at breckbrew.com to find a brew near you. You know what it is. Breckenridge Brewery. 
the OG homies of DNVR through and through with us. They're the best. Their beer is awesome. They're Colorado through and through like us. Support them because they support us. Always have, always will. Love those guys. And then Bet365. Boom. God, I love Bet365. Check out some new uh, DNVR Bets daily videos where I'm giving you picks nice and quick. Little big three and five minute videos, giving out some parlays, all sorts of stuff. Fun slate, preseason, lots of soccer, UFC. We're getting into it. Use that code DMVR365 when you sign up. All you have to do at sign up is like, I think the minimum's $10 at sign up. Easy peasy. Once you've done that, deposit, place a $1 bet. All you have to do, $1. Let's not, no futures. Let's not do that. Wait a sec before we do that, okay? Just listen, listen to me. Let's make sure that $1 bet, it's on something tonight. I don't want to wait around. Win, lose, or tie. As soon as that bet is settled, $1, that's it. $200, hit your account, boom, like that. Bonus money for you to play with. Use it how you want. You might be a crazy Buffs fan. You want to put 100 of those 200 on the Buffs over three and a half. Mm -hmm. You want to put 50 on the Rams to win the Mountain West. Do as you please. It's for you to play with as you please. Allot it, distribute it where you want, get in on some fun parlays, do whatever, man. Check out the picks I'm giving out. Tune into these guys' content. They'll they'll be talking picks and ball year round, giving you an edge. You got it, man. All you have to do is DMVR365 when you sign up to get 200 bucks in bonus bets. Must be 21 plus and physically located in Colorado. Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, wants help, call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. I love podcasting with these guys. Hell yeah, Connor man. Johnson was mentioning it. Uh, there, there's there's something in the air when we get when we get together. I love it. But we're ready for some hot takes, boys. Ooh. Um, what's your hottest take prediction for the 2023 college football season? The end of an era. You want to go first? I, I've got one. You yeah. can rate, rate this take on the hotness scale. Yes. The Pac-12 has a playoff team. Wow. That's a, it's a seven and a half, eight on the hotness All scale. Right. I think that's, that's, that's pretty, pretty hot. That's, yeah, I don't I mean, you're not like choking, like hot if it's like in the hot wings or whatever. Right. Look, man. You get the you get the sweat pouring down yeah. his forehead. You might get a random like <gasps> a random cough out of the spice. No. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> That's good. You you care to say who it is, or you want uh, you can um, leave your options open. Well, I'll just say that your mic came up disconnected. Oh. That's uh. Am I good? That's an Adam Morris class. I'll just say that uh, we're very deep at quarterback, and I think that Caleb's going to do make some noise. Watch out for Michael Penix, so. Yeah. No. The... I mean, they had. They definitely have the talent. Like they, Jake and I are both participating in a, pot, a preseason pod top twenty-five. Poll, thank you for reminding me about that. By which the way. yeah, it's due today, so <laughs> yes. you should submit that and be a good person. <laughs> oh, no. um, see these guys, man. They help each other out. You love but, to see it. You know, four of my top fifteen are Pac-12 teams, so it's not crazy. like for the lack of, of quality teams, quality quarterback play. They've got great talent at the skill positions in the Pac-12 this year. I just, I think they're going to cannibalize each other and. 
I think it could be an issue for the Mountain West as well. Could like be. when you're talking about trying to get into a G6 bowl, it's like everybody's going to be really good, but is anybody going to be good enough to separate themselves from the pack? Could the conference be good enough and deep enough this year where cannibalizing itself is less of a thing? The bitch is. You have more than one loss. It's really hard it's, to it's get into that playoff. Man. And you look at some it's of the schedules really for like Georgia and Clemson are pretty favorable. And yeah. even some of these Big Ten slates, like it's it's just going to be a really hard path forward for the West Coast this year. If you were a book, what would you give the like? What could I buy odds from the Justin Michael sports book for the Pac-12 to have a, a playoff team this year? It's it's realistic enough that you're not going to get great juice, but I think you'd get plus money, like plus 100, plus 150. Okay. Yeah, I was thinking in the plus 180s maybe. Yeah, like maybe that. a little better than that. It's. I mean, it's a good take. You brought it. I'm Thanks. proud of you. You Appreciate did a good it. job. <laughs> Justin? Thank you, sir. Um, uh, let's have fun. Screw it. Um, the national champion this year did not make the playoff last year. Ooh, I love this. I kind of feel like that, too. I will I like say Georgia worries me because they've just got a cakewalk of a schedule, but they've got a lot of question marks and yeah. massive question marks. Yeah, I just, I don't know. You look at some of these other teams, you know, Florida State, I think, is going to be really good. Mm-hmm. Penn State and the Big Ten is going to be really good. LSU has some, you know, smoke. There's, there's some really good teams, and Clemson, I think, is going to be back in the mix. I know that's mm-hmm. not a, a fun one for fans, but when you look at that front seven – I think the QB takes a step up this year. But, yeah, that, that's my hot take, is that the national champion this year did not make the playoff this past year. I like that. Um, I was mulling over Lincoln Riley, USC's a highly touted head coach, not coaching at SC next year. I think that's too hot. That's smoldering. Yeah, I think that there's enough in that contract to lock him down beyond this season where that'd be really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do, I do think there's a little like, you know, like they got to be like, there's a smidge of trouble in paradise. I could see that. Um, so no, my hot takes going to be, I think, um, I mean, it's similar to both of yours. I think Ohio state doesn't make the playoffs and mm-hmm. I think they will be one of several blue bloods who yeah. kind of like i think georgia could very easily miss it i think usc as much hype as there is are they gonna play defense it. like is right like at all right. yeah no yep. one's talking about clemson right now i know i know i god i want i don't want them to be back because i'm so over Dabo. but it he just, is he sucks so hard He's just a wet blanket He's in every a way. Calendar year. How do you guys feel about? We got a question. We'll answer. How do you DJ? Uh, I can't pronounce his last Ui name. Ungalele. Thank you. Wasn't even gonna go for it. Um, <laughs> comeback <Walt>. season <laughs> in Corvallis. Look, man, DJ. Uh, Clemson. Yeah, I mean, this is what you came here for, Connor. DJ last year um, played a lot out of the shotgun, and he's gonna be in this pro style system where he's going to be able to utilize play action. He's going to be able to utilize the Pac-12's freshman of the year at running back. And he's got legitimate speed on the outside. He's going to have much more around him this year than he did last year, even though the talent at Clemson is better. I have Oregon State ranked higher than Oregon on my preseason poll. I did the same for the (laughs) Pac-12. 
That's so fun. Honestly, Connor, I think if you reached out, they would do like a private <laughs> Oregon State pod, like 20 minutes a day. I think I think you could squeeze that. Like just just contract them independently. I think they do it for you. <laughs> Very pro Oregon State in <laughs> Utah. We, yes, we do. Um, it's, it's so true. Same hot take from you. I won't participate in this one for your teams. How hot do you want me to go? It's up to you. How hot can you get? Travis is going to be in New York for the Heisman Trophy presentation Whoa. ceremony. Program going to get behind Dog. a uh, Heisman campaign? Dude. Like okay. Justin, this guy is unbelievable. It's, it's not even about his talent. It's about will CU have enough t- Do you know how good they would have to be for him to be in that conversation? If he plays two ways. I mean, if he plays two ways, ways they go possible. to a bowl game. That's I, not enough. You That's really don't think enough. so? No. So if he has near a thousand yards, like ten touchdowns, he would have to be the best, like the best wide receiver in the Pac-12 and the best corner, which is possible. <laughs> it's possible. Kind of is. You can't play that high at a level for that many reps in a game. You Justin, can't do I it. promise you, he's he's different, man. If you can. practice and covering some walk-ons is a whole lot different he than is, what's going to come. Travis Hunter is different. I, I think he's great. But that's if he can take. do it, I do think I, we're doing hot take segments. That's true. <laughs> I'm this I'm the point of this is I'm not trying to put down Travis Hunter in any way or shape or form. No, I no, think I he is a first round pick caliber NFL talent. I think for him to be a Heisman finalist. Do they have to be ranked in the top twenty five? I think they have to be in the Pac twelve championship game. Two way players, defensive players. Nindamigan like, Sue is the most dominant defensive football college football player I've ever seen. But if Travis is literally like near a thousand yards and has like six picks with like two pick sixes, I still think it's just the lack of team success because so much of that goes into it. You have to have the Heisman moment on the big team. Travis is a trailblazer. Let's get the Heisman back to actual best players, <laughs> regardless of position. We should. Um, They're certainly going to have the attention, like bonus, you know, the spotlight. Yes. Bonus question: After the Netflix series, should we give Reggie Bush his Heisman back now that they should have never Johnny took it in the first place? No question. No doubt. We're no. pro Reggie on here. Uh, my pro hot Reggie take forever. is that uh, CSU will beat two of its local rivals this year. So they win two out of three of Air Force, CU, and Wyoming. All right. They, uh, you guys played nice. You Thank guys you. did a good job playing nice, and Justin's ready to go right on that line. <laughs> I, can I can see it. I love this so much. Week zero next weekend? Next a week, week away, brother. We have top 25 teams playing real football games that matter next weekend. Incredible. You can hear all of us on the Rams, Buffs, and Broncos feed once a week with the DMVR Draft Podcast. Check out all of Jake's amazing content, DMVR Buffs, on the site. Subscribe to the podcast and check out all the great content on YouTube. And the same goes for Justin at Justin Michael, and all his great content at DMVR Rams. Tons of stuff coming your way this college football season. I cannot wait. Thank you all for tuning in. Have a blessed, lovely, wonderful weekend. Thank you to Breckenridge Brewery 
for being our presenting sponsor. You guys have a great weekend.